Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined today by Leonard, since this is an off week and Cameron is probably sleeping, actually. Leonard, how's it going? I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm I'm here. Um, um, hey, uh, 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 a sneak preview uh, to to the listeners this week. I'm here to um, feel bad along with you uh, once we get into this week's subject. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, otherwise, I'm doing great. How about you, Dave? I'm about the same, honestly. This uh, the subject matter we've we've elected to cover um it is a good segue i think from melvina's therapy uh, yep actually it fits rather well particularly the first entry so we will be taking a look at the short stories of uh, thomas Lugati and this particular collection uh, it's, a, it's a later collection so i don't see the publication date but originally was written in um 1986 uh, and this is the Songs of a Dead Dreamer collection. Uh, alternatively, not alternatively, additionally, um, it has Grim Scribe. Yes. Yes. Grim Scribe is the other portion. It's uh, two um, anthologies kind of crammed into one larger, more powerful and saddening, depressing anthology. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all no, of those no. things. All of those things yep. at once. Um, and, go ahead. And 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 for you, dear uh, dear dear listeners, uh, just to the, to indicate um, how how desperately old I am, I was four when this <laughs> was written. So <laughs> do do the math for yourselves. Um, but yes, yes, I'm very excited. Um, to get into into these this this work um um but uh uh for those who don't know dave uh who is thomas Lagatti? hopefully hopefully <laughs> we have that information <laughs> who, who is truly who is thomas Lagatti? well i will quote from the wonderful Wikipedia entry because I did, in fact, pull it up um, beforehand. Uh-huh. So, Thomas Ligotti was born July 9th, 1953. He is a contemporary American horror writer. He is still alive uh, and aged aged 66. He's in the prime of his life. Um, uh, his, well, his writings have been noted as being rooted in several literary genres, most prominently weird fiction, and have overall been described by many critics as works of philosophical horror often formed into short stories and novellas in the tradition of gothic fiction. The worldview espoused by Ligotti in his fiction and nonfiction is pessimistic and nihilistic and some other things that we'll probably explore as we go through these. And uh, that's, that's kind of it. He's a horror author, um, still, still uh, working. He first published in 1981, um, quite fortuitous, as that's when I was born. Um, and he's yeah uh, he, he's uh, I think he's been involved with the, a band or two in his time, um, 
primarily some of his inspirations will be, of course, Edgar Allan Poe, H.P. Lovecraft, um, and then quite a few um, uh, philosophers, um, Kafka, um, other artists, random, it's not random. Um, uh, we, we've covered actually a few of the other influences. So, um, Mr. Ar- uh, Mr. Uh, Algernon Blackwood, um, M.R. James, yes. um, Arthur Mackin, all the guys that we know and love. Uh, yes, the, the the bigs of weird fiction. Yes, and we've taken a look at a few of those works. So, oh, I figured it was due uh, that we bring it a little bit more to the to our contemporary age and um, see see what some of the current authors um, have uh, going for them. So that Ligotti came up first, mostly because I'm a little bit more familiar with his work and it's uh, it feels like it had been personally tailored to my taste, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, he has a um, nonfiction book, uh, which is... I don't know if it's it's it may be telling if I say that it's like highly relatable. I don't. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and uh, it's entitled "The Conspiracy Against the Human Race." Um, ah, yes, a, I've actually been seeing that. It's a um, it's a philosophy book, basically, um, with his his worldview laid out in plain. Um, I find most of it quite agreeable. Uh, it, I don't think that it is something easily agreed with. Yes, <laughs> I'm trying. It's difficult to, um, I guess, put it that way. It's not a Like its title, I guess, The Conspiracy of the Human Race, um, the, the book itself is uh, an antithesis, antithesis, an antithetical, ant- <laughs> wow, antithetical? Antithetical. And we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> to humanity. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but it's not antagonistic. Mm-hmm. I guess it's it's if you take pessimism and nihilism, but you need to go further with them. Like they're not they're not um, strong enough in what they espouse. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's what it's dealing with is basically the themes that are going to be evident throughout his work. Um, uh, Ligotti just makes plain his view on the world through his fiction um, in, in a way that it's representat- representational of what he might actually feel, or I guess not might, but what he actually feels um, in general. Mm-hmm. Sort of a malaise on life. Um, An ennui? Uh, <laughs> again, that's Generously? Not, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not for everybody. The no, yeah, it's 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 not really for anybody. Uh, if I'm being <laughs> honest, um, except for Thomas. Yes, 
and me apparently. Um, but I, as I was, that being the case, that's like a like, huge uh, caveat. I cannot like recommend it. I've recommended it to a few people, and I f- mm. felt like they may understand because of the point of view at the time. Um, but I think on the whole, it's a difficult work to digest. Mm-hmm. So I can't say, "Hey, go read it." <laughs> for for everyone, just don't run out and pick up a copy of the book, um, uh, unless you just want to. Well, it has. Uh, well, I guess I what I can do is do the book a favor, and um, there's uh, it hinges on philosophies of uh, a man by the name of Peter Vessel Zatfa. Uh, mm-hmm. His works. Or it's 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 a um it's digging into what he has put forth in one of his major philosophical works, and it's applying that to a larger scheme, like it's, it's making more of it. Um, Zapfa's work is short; it's uh it's a few pages. Mm-hmm. So it's a hammock, ten pages long. It's not very long. Um. I would say read that, and if that intrigues you, then you can decide to go down the rabbit hole of the conspiracy against the human race because it's it's a, <laughs> you know it's not a it's not a small thing it's, mm-hmm. it's a long book. Um, additionally, uh, I vouch highly for the audio book version, not only for the convenience of it being an audio um, and. Uh, as podcast listeners, that's sometimes the preferred method of consuming um, <clears throat> multimedia. But uh, it is the narration is wonderful. It's probably the best uh, ear candy. I don't know. The guy's voice is great. Um, it may it makes it it may make the troublesome material more palatable so i right. may have a bias not on the content but on the guy's voice was great <laughs> and so I, he, he may have been just talking about anything and i would have agreed with it um so yes uh it's it's not even a it's not even a segue it's all the same um kind of thing it's all on topic did not wander too far uh yes check out at least um Zapfa's work and uh yeah, that's that's Ligotti. So that was me not wandering too far um, into the Wikipedia article. And as a more specific um, point, uh, Zapfa's The Last Messiah. So that will be the essay um, that the conspiracy against the human race is um, uh, modeled over. So check that out when you get a chance, if you get a chance. If you want to read more super nihilism, <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. a that's a that's a power. Mm, it's something. I actually, I now it just makes me think about listening to it again because that guy's just so good. Um, <laughs> well, maybe I will. Uh, I will re-listen to it and uh, next episode. Um, or, or maybe each each of these episodes, because we're going to be covering an entire huge uh, collection of stories. Um, yes, I, I will discuss uh, my thoughts on maybe a chapter um, of, of that large book as well. Oh, that uh, that 
actually so, sounds rather nice. I just I just came up with that. Um, <laughs> and I it sounds like a great idea. So that is you know, set uh, another goal um, for ourselves. Or I'll just be listening to it. I don't, I'm not going to make you listen to it also, Leonard. <laughs> I will, I will, I will inevitably, I will inevitably slot in the time out of my, uh, my unpleasantly full schedule to, um, to, uh, at least listen to, uh, parts of it. Maybe not all at, uh, maybe not week to week, but maybe all at once in a big chunk. Uh, I don't, I a... don't do it all at once in a big chunk. <laughs> um, it's not good for the heart. Yeah. Well, I mean pieces, not the entire thing in a big, okay, big, okay, big okay. chunk. No, no, just big chunks. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll 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 play that by ear. Um, yes. So this episode, we are covering songs of a dead dreamer. Um, we have picked two. Uh, store. I say picked. We're started. We're doing the whole thing. Um, start at the <laughs> beginning, and we're doing the first two tales. So, if you'd like to pause the podcast and read the frolic and Le Fleur, the first two tales in Dreams for Sleepwalkers entry of um, the anthology, and we will be covering them uh, in written order. Because they inform one another, so yes. there will be no skipping around for for this series of this collection of stories. No, all in order, no, no willy nilly. We, we will not be frolicking randomly through the tales. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. We won't. We won't. Because once we're there's, once we're there's done, no we're just... there's no frolicking in these tales. Yeah, for us. and once we're we're done we're done describing what the frog's about. If if we indicate that we are going frolicking, then you should call the FBI. Just yeah, just letting you know. Yeah, F F F Y I. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so that brings us to our first tale, the the frolic. And in case you didn't notice, there will be um I think for the duration of these legati es um, escapades these episodes yeah. uh there will be no yokai of the week um it's it's been shell not shelved it's been pushed to the main um mdm uh recording episodes uh mostly because of the tonal dissonance and i'm <laughs> not uh i'm not in the mood <laughs> for that it's too lighthearted we're all about the serious, spooky business here. Yep. No, there's no room for goofy, atmospheric ghost lights <laughs> on these episodes. No, no. Only for licking the filth of the bathroom floor and the ceiling. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, no yokai of the week. Uh, but onward. Because yes. there is frolicking to be had. The frolic. I had no other. I don't know how else to segue. Um, so, Leonard, what is the frolic about? And I know that uh, it's not about the time that I became a psychologist. <laughs> uh, uh, the 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 frolic is uh, is 
is about a uh, a, a, a dis domestic discussion between uh, Leslie, the wife of uh, oh, man. Uh, Leslie uh, Munich, Munich, Mink, 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 um, Leslie Mink. Uh, the wife of Dr. David Munk, uh, who uh, live in the uh, beautiful, uh, uh, it's noted the beautiful part of town, of the uh, town of Nullgate, um, which is just a prison town, um, i.e. literally the worst place that anyone could probably live and grow up in. Um, as as noted in uh, the hit Hulu series Castle Rock, which I found myself thinking of constantly while reading the story. Um, uh, she's unhappy because she lives in a prison town, so she, she's a reasonable person. Um, and uh, and um, she desperately wants to move away, but uh, her she's afraid that her husband will protest because he is a a, a a forthright stalwart man who wants to change the world and 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 help people. I believe he's a psychiatrist, psychologist. He is, yes, the the prison um, psychiatrist. Um, ignore my cat um, because she'll she'll be quiet if if you don't acknowledge her. Um, uh, it should also be noted that they have a young daughter, Norleen, uh, who is uh, primarily asleep for most of this story. Um, anyway, Leslie wants David and Norleen and herself to to fly away, uh, and 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 she's afraid of of confronting her husband with this desire because. Uh, she believes that he he desperately wants to save the world, but Dave, there's uh there's there's a surprise that she discovers um, regarding that isn't there. Yes, uh, her husband is of one similar mind to herself. Uh, th so this is to be noted that they they recently moved here or moved here moved there to uh, Nolgate for his job. Uh, yes, he took a position. Uh, as I think he's, if not head, he's one of the heads of the um, uh, psychiatry. Psychiatry. He's one of the physicians <laughs> at yes. the prison. Um, he has people working, other doctors working under him, um, and he he deals directly with the uh, the, the prison populace, mm -hmm. um, and has most recently been working with one uh aptly named uh John Doe uh, prisoner in particular and this is this this interaction these few interactions have set him a trouble he is uh, <laughs> he's he's not feeling he's not vibing as the kids say um his job at this time uh -huh. <laughs> I don't know why I interjected <laughs> anyway um Sorry, it's that's all I've seen on the stupid Twitter timeline. Um, <laughs> just I'll strike that from the record. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's he's not feeling it, and his wife is upset. There are um, let me 
wonderful um, podcasting here. I'll pull up a... Uh, here we go. So, she... Uh, Leslie is brought up to her husband. Um, so she's kind of trying to broach her misgivings. Mm-hmm. But, as you mentioned, she's not comfortable with that. Um, so... Now, um, he's, he's telling her about, uh, his issues that he's having with, um, John Doe and some of the other patients, but, uh, Leslie herself, um, this is just an aside. So Leslie thought of all these things as she made two more drinks in the quiet of that beautiful room. This quiet was no longer an indication of soundless stagnancy, but a delicious lulling prelude to the promising days to come. The indistinct happiness of the future glowed inside her along with the alcohol. She was gravid with pleasant prophecies. Perhaps the time was now right to have another child, a little brother or sister for Norlene, but that could wait just a while longer. A lifetime of possibilities lay ahead. Um, this passage occurs just as uh, um, her husband has, has said that he's, he's finished with his job. He's put in his notice, or he's going yes. to tender his notice. Um, so it's given it's given them uh this sense of uh a future because she's only seeing uh her not only herself but her child her husband everything um sort of in uh it's no longer in flux it's just in a, uh it's become static Yes. Um, the, the the world has lost its sense of vibrancy, its sense of color. It may be a, like a picturesque town, but uh, it's all a facade to the banality of, of her prison town reality. The the prison may not, um, because of its uh, uh, existential threat that it poses, yes. or at least to her, uh, the town itself may as well just be an extension. And they don't outright say that, but that's that's the reading you get from her point of view is that the the, the walls of the prison are really the like the borders of the town. Like there 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 should there might as well be no um difference between the or not the difference, but there's no real separation. Um Leslie feels that the walls of the prison are, as she thinks, paper thin. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing really stopping any of the inmates um, from like breaking out and taking over the town. So it's a, it's a fear that she um, uh, holds, re- regardless of the, the validity of it. Right. But in uh, this, uh, in the, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, uh, and 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 and. To, to Lagabi's credit, uh, David uh, uh, has a counter to that, which is um, uh, any prisoner that would uh, actually manage to escape would want to flee from the town as quickly as possible. So his thought process is that the town is actually the safest place to be should a prisoner escape because of its proximity to the prison. Um, yes. However... Uh, Leslie has a counter to that, which is, what if the prisoner who escapes isn't sane? Which and he... then, <laughs> well, he he gives her another counter, and it's the worst one. Um, so he, it is the when worst she says one. that, he's like, oh, they'll be caught in a matter of hours. 
that seems to placate her aside from the fact if you think about it, there's a lot you can do in a couple hours. Yep. So that's not really a feel-good uh, uh, response. I was also thinking of his actual, uh, or not his actual, but his other bad response, which is, uh, crazy people can't break out of prison. They just bounce off the walls. They never make it over. Yeah. So that's that's one um, one of the facets of Ligotti's work that I really enjoy. Um, uh, one, he's very good with wordsmithing. Um, everything is, you're right? Uh, yes, that okay. was from outside. <laughs> All right. Very loud. Um, <laughs> he's very good with his uh, his word smithery. Um, the everything is constructed in a way that it's not overwritten. Um, we've encountered a few authors that do not fall into that category. Their their ideas are sound, but their wordplay is lacking um, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ligotti does not feel that way. It's all very purposeful. Um, it uh, also, uh, as we will come to find through through the rest of these stories that uh, he does not lean on the crutch of uh, um, graphic violence. Yes. That's not where the horrors of his works lie. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's good because that, that lets him use his, his palette in a different way. Um, right. Also, uh, as evidence of this is his, uh, uh, remolding um of various uh, topographies so the walls of the prison are uh at once solid structures to keep the prisoners in they mm-hmm. are paper thin uh flimsy things that uh can be punctured easily they are also rubber um yes so it's just on that the strength on those in that imagery alone paints a larger stronger picture of this place right it's giving you a more foreboding atmosphere than just a um you know you're, you're getting this picturesque town and you hear an image of a prison but it doesn't give you what the prison looks like it doesn't right. describe it um, beyond the words of its um, construction, mm-hmm. it, it is it, it is just a structure. Yes, it, and it's a dreamlike structure because it's it's malleable, right? At least in you know in, in the in the in its presentation um, through the characters. Mm-hmm. Pardon me, a little bit of coffee. Um, so. Yeah, uh, the, the back to back to the passage that I had had brought up. This idea of um, stagnancy uh, being brushed away, um, of them being freed, uh, or for Leslie in particular, being freed from this uh, her prison of this town. Yes, and the idea of that that hope that it engenders, um, because before uh, it's. It doesn't feel like she was hopeless, but it was trending in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so it's engendered these hopes and these promises um, that, uh, as we find, ultimately do, they do not come to fruition because that is part and parcel of uh, the Legati verse. Um, <laughs> surprise! Uh, nothing will have a 
quote unquote happy ending. Um, mm-hmm. But there there's exceptions to that because it really depends on the the nature of the narrator. Um, what is nice is these these stories are written in multiple um, points of view. We get antagonist protagonist it kind of bounces around so it's a good uh cross section of um the the types of characters that Lagari writes um good voices yes yes uh to to great effect uh yes so there is this presentation this this um ray of hope um that that serves uh not only to uh be a freeing measure but also to kind of beautify the town Mm-hmm. Like it's it's rendering everything brighter for um for Leslie and her husband, right? But soon she yes. won't be there. <laughs> yes, they'll soon escape um from this prison town. But that's not uh, that's not to be. Unfortunately, um, as we mentioned, uh, one of uh the doctor's latest um patients is one John Doe, the frolicker of this high yes tell us a little bit about mr mr john doe leonard uh ha, 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 ha. Uh, mm, uh john doe is a uh is a uh serial uh child murderer um who has uh has uh, as of this point in the story been convicted uh, and imprisoned, uh, and but ha- uh, no one has managed to identify him. His fingerprints aren't on records. He refuses to give his name. Uh, he is effectively a ghost. Um, and 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 David actually mentions uh, uh, very poignantly that um, discovering his true identity at this point is just for completion's sake it will not alter anything uh, regarding his his fate and his current situation it it is just uh it is just a means of closure to identify uh this monster um uh john doe uh speaks uh according to dave uh david in uh multiple different voices different intonations uh, uh different uses of language um mostly childlike um he uh paints word pictures uh his frolicking as described by him is not uh and once again this uh points back to uh your previous statement of uh Ligotti's work not being overly violent or exploitative with its violence um the frolicking is never described as as the horrific acts that uh that they actually are um it is uh uh it seems to take place in this nebulous uh um, mystical horrible uh heaven hellscape of 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 fantastic uh blinding vistas and dirty alleys um it is um it seems like uh once again seems like a nightmare and uh john doe 
seems uh, supremely confident in in not only himself but in his place in the world because David mentions that John Doe, unlike most uh, psychopaths, uh, does not aggrandize himself. He simply sees himself as as an, an insignificant courier um, in the world as opposed to uh, some sort of master or godlike figure. Um, and yeah. that's John Doe. He's, yes, he's, I, I, he's I pulled a, a few quotes from that segment, actually. <laughs> so to uh to i guess to clear not really clarify to compound that um statement uh he says um he's a comparatively lazy demi-demon from a neverland where dizzy chaos is the norm a state of affairs on which he gluttonously thrives um the or specifically he calls himself a medio- mediocre courier in a broken down kingdom of miracles and horrors he talks yes. about a place that sounded like a cosmos of crooked houses and littered alleys, a slum among the stars. And less fathomable are his memories of a moonlit corridor where mirrors scream and laugh, dark peaks of some kind that won't remain still, a stairway that's broken in a very strange way. Uh, a lot of this narrative, uh, it brings to mind the... Um, there's a few SCP articles, um, and additionally, the, um, I don't know why the, the name of the TV show escapes me at this moment. It is the, there's like four seasons, um, it was on sci-fi. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the, I, is it the basically the sci-fi channels scp yes yes warehouse um, 13 no 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 no, not that one okay <laughs> it's um <clears throat> it's no good that i my, my brain sometimes does not work um there is the dream house there is stairs uh what's the other episode Regardless, <laughs> there is a specific TV series whom I will remember probably shortly. Um, uh, and it all of it is this sort of not quite right um, version of reality. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's heavily... Oh, um, Channel Zero. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> wow. I'm no good. Um, Channel Zero. So the fourth season i believe has a, a character um reminiscent of john doe as well as the episodes of the stairs and the i think it's like the halfway house or something um, oh no end house no end house yes, yes. give give i they're similar to uh the engendering feelings like that that, that these tales um, give and right if not we're in partially inspired by since this is predating them by quite a few many years right uh yes so the 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 horrors that he posits are are of this nature where it's it's the the verging on the edge of um uh, indescribable yes which uh uh for me uh, uh, uh 
considering that I am a, a gigantic Lovecraft mark, um, just feels like um, like John Doe is the protagonist of a Lovecraft story that has met his bad end and now somehow <laughs> goes uh, travels from realm to realm as a vaguely insane person doing horrible things because he is caught between two planes of existence a never-ending chaotic nightmare um but uh it's it's all in the way that the world that he exists in is described that gives it that cosmic horror flavor uh, that i find very intriguing Yes, and uh, the it, it it doesn't make mention of um, traversal between these two yes. things because it does not delineate uh, the real world from this imaginary place. As far right. as as far as our our psychiatrist is concerned, um, there's another quote uh, on the actually it's just prior to um, the, the bit where John. John Doe's describing his escapades, his frolics. Uh, the quote is this. Sometimes you just have to keep some distance between yourself and reality, even if it means becoming a little less human. Right. Uh, and that's, again, an ongoing theme uh, that will be hitting in multiple of the stories, actually. Uh, and and one here, because they're, it's not just... Uh, it's not just... This, this is really referring to Leslie and her husband and their mm-hmm. their state of being is uh, not that they're stuck in time, but that they've pushed they've they've she's kind of barricaded herself in her house. Like that's her reality as opposed to dealing with what may or may not be happening outside of their home. All right. Is how it is how it feels. Yes, yes, uh, it is. It is. Uh, it is mentioned earlier in the story when when uh, David uh, begins to discuss his misgivings about having moved to the town. That um, that uh, mention is given that the 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 sanctity of the house uh, becomes broken. Up until that point, the uh, discussion about his work at the prison and of the prison uh, period had not taken place within the walls of the house and that now the interior of their home has been contaminated by the the monolithic structure that seems to uh, shadow the entire town uh, just by mentioning its existence within their home's walls. Yes. So the... the <clears throat> Dr. Monk has brought his home, his work home with him. He's, he is basically the one that had, uh, I don't want to say contaminated, but he's, he's let it in. Right. And for Leslie, that it's, it's like a double-edged sword that, that for her, that is a, it's a liberating action. She mm-hmm. is now she's now comfortable with connecting with her husband. Um, she's somewhat excited about it, but this the the onus for this doesn't fall 
wholly on her husband. Um, part of this deals with Leslie herself. She has gone to the um, to, to gift shop in town, but it uh, it, it, mm-hmm. it deals in um, handicrafts that uh, the, the prisoners have made. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So somewhat provide for their livelihoods. Um, she purchases a gift for her husband as a congratulatory uh, effort. And um, <laughs> she <laughs> presents him with uh, what turns out to be a sculpture of a, a young child. It's a very yes. lovingly rendered um, uh, bust. Uh, and coincidentally, question mark, um, this, in fact, is uh, a sculpture carved by our, our one John Doe because it elicits visceral and immediate uh, rejection um, and reaction uh, by her husband on part of her husband. Yes. Because not only is it a, it's a young child, but it is, in fact, the last victim um, uh, that, that John Doe had claimed before he was incarcerated. Yes. Of which the um, doctor unfort or had the had the good fortune to um, be told the details of um, directly from John Doe, right? And had to um, uh, and had to uh, begrudgingly admit that it was a very <laughs> very well done piece of art. Yes, yes, I, I, I. Uh, that's that's a that's another thing that I've I've noticed uh, uh, at least in 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 uh, uh the frolic which is is characters willing to admit that um uh positives admit positives in in utterly monstrous individuals like uh david mentions that the details that uh john doe provides regarding uh his crimes are not graphic in any way are not as graphic as one would expect. Um, he admits that the the um, that the sculpture is is expertly rendered, uh, though he he does also point out that uh, the 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 look of of content peacefulness on the boy's face is not uh, the way that his body was discovered, um, but there is this begrudging admission of positives in utterly monstrous people and and acts which i i find interesting because it, it, it ties in yeah normally you would not do that no it ties in specifically right. with that idea of separating yourself from reality um making you a little bit more of a monster or less human right and so you have to kind of wonder if that's the influence of uh, of John Doe, like mm-hmm. he's left an impression. Well, he has left an impression, an, an indelible right. one, <laughs> on the Doctor, um, and will continue continue to do so, um, for, for for worse, as it turns out. Right. So that that brings us to the um, slightly uh, mentioned Norlene, their daughter. Um, yes. The, uh, the the two adults are having this discussion late at night, and uh, their daughter is uh, in bed asleep, or has been purported to be so. The uh, the, the opening of the of the short story um, plays a little bit with um, 
discussing that uh, their daughter may, in fact, just be like um, watching a little bit of TV or something. I don't remember. She has some sort mm-hmm. of video or something that she's watching instead of actually supposed to be sleeping as she should for school in the morning. Um, right. So the they're doing their discussion. They're having a few drinks. Um, he goes up to check on his daughter and sees that she's indeed um, fast asleep. The The window is open, um, so he, he thinks little of it and shuts the window, and she, he, he leaves her sleeping with her um, stuffed animal. And they, he goes back down, and they continue their conversation, um, secure in the fact that their daughter is indeed a bed asleep and um, well, will be well rested for the, the day ahead. And... That eventually brings him around to... They're sort of both becoming increasingly discomfited with uh, the topic of conversation, but also the reality of the situation. I think it's right. a it's a combination of... Um, he's having a secure job, but he's putting in his notice to transfer, so there's going to be some unease about upending everything that they just recently you know moved to to go somewhere mm-hmm. else build a new life have to do all of these adult things and, and change everything that they know you know once again that's that's different that's hard on everybody that's that's a horror in of itself you know, right this, this horror of the unknown um even though it's it's um tantalizingly um, sprinkled with the hope of change and something different and maybe an actual beauty that um, this town presents in uh view but not in deed i guess Mm -hmm. and uh the that unease about this change is becoming coupled with something he he recalls as his wife brought to mind um john doe specifically uh one because she asked him about his recent patients and two because she just gifted him with the sculpture of a dead child uh <laughs> you're right yeah <laughs> uh so they're becoming a little bit on edge uh and mm. it brings to mind um something that john doe had recently said to him in regard to uh potentially revealing knowledge of a personal nature on the, the good doctor where the doctor was was assured or self-assured that he had uh, divulged nothing of the sort to uh, to his patients. Like, they only know him as the doctor and nothing about his home life. Right. But John Doe cheekily um, uh, makes a remark that um, reminds uh, the doctor about his daughter, specifically. And yes, that, without... That has, with... Yes, go ahead without addressing her directly it's 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 a little bit of wordplay on on john doe's part yeah um i had it pulled up and now it's it's left me oh here it is uh the uh, i'm i'm just gonna read it <laughs> no way uh, verbatim <laughs> So, uh, you wouldn't be having a misbehaving laddie, nor a little Colleen of your own, would you, Professor Bonmunk? Um, yeah. Is what he says. And that, 
the doctor reads as nor a little Colleen. Nor lean. He it's it's something you he's reading into, um, definitely, right. but that particular turn of phrase is not a common colloquialism. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's not saying Norlene is um it's it's too much for to be pure coincidence. Um but that alone making it all the more troublesome because he knows that he's not mentioned anything about his family home life. Mm-hmm. Further amplifying the creepiness of Mr. John Doe. Yes. And setting them uh, even more on edge as the uh, the wind outside is picked up a little bit and they're feeling a bit of draft in the house, which mm-hmm. should not be the case because all of the windows have been since shut. Yes. Are they? And this, this, uh-huh. this they is, are not. <laughs> they, they are not. not. Is 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 the answer? They are not. This leaves us to the um the the close of the this particular story. So they do run upstairs, or rather, he takes the stairs. You know, two or three at a time. Uh, bursts into his daughter's room to find it empty, and the stuffed animal um she had been cradling is now eviscerated um on the bed on the empty bed yes. uh, with a note inside um, for the good doctor. The window is wide open um, and uh, it, uh, it, well, this also, it, we tumble back slightly because um, he, he's, the doctor is mentioning um, when he checked on their daughter, he's like, Oh, she's just cuddled up with her new animal or new stuff blanket or something. And, his wife, puzzled, um, asks him what, what I didn't get him anything new or her or anything new. Yeah. She doesn't have a, a Bambi doll. So therein lies the, the rub, as it were. Um, yes. And prompting, prompting the swift mounting of the stairs. Um, the note inside the animal reads, Dr. Monk, we leave this behind in your capable hands, for in the black foaming gutters, in the back alley of paradise, in the dank windowless gloom of some intergalactic cellar, in the hollow pearly whorls found in sewer-like seas, in starless cities of insanity, and in their slums, my awestruck little dear and I have gone frolicking. See you anon, Jonathan Doe. And the final thing I have quoted or underlined from this, then the beautiful house was no longer quiet, for there rang, a bright, freezing scream of laughter, the perfect sound to accompany a passing anecdote of some obscure hell. What a way to end this tale. Yep. I mean, you can't see it going any other way. <laughs> it's, been, yeah. it's been forecast. It's been foretold. Foresigned, um, forewarned. Yes, that is that is actually uh, uh, one of the one of the um, uh, parts that I I really enjoy about the story, which is um, anyone versed in 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 weird fiction, horror, thrillers, so on so forth, sees where it's going as soon as as all of the players are introduced in the story. Um. And yet you are 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 compelled to watch uh watch this couple, this uh this Leslie, this David, um 
attempt to work their way um, uh, out of their current situation and almost achieve it, knowing full well that that they simply will not and that it will end in tragedy for everyone. Um, you just don't know when. You don't know when, and it's not... Um, I, I think because of how Lugardi writes and his mm-hmm. his views um it's it's not a matter of when or if it's just is uh yes and more to the point um this was decided long before they tried to get out right their fate had already been sealed it's it's a done it's a done deal uh, their struggles are uh, like less than worthless, right? So it's not something. I think therein lies the heart of of what these tales deal with, is that it's it's something inevitable, and the the world because you've separated from yourself, you've made it worse. Mm-hmm. Like in trying to. Uh, in trying to like make yourself happy and in trying to deal with the banalities of reality uh, by by ignoring them I guess Mm -hmm. or or turning a blind eye or embracing them I mean there's really there's no good way to deal with it right because it's just going to happen it's it's sort of um it's an excel, or not accelerated, but it's it's an in-your-face entropy of reality. Mm-hmm. Like everything is always ending, right? <laughs> you know, there is this. There is no happy place because it's all anything happy is an illusion, mm-hmm. or it's a coping mechanism. Is I guess the better way to put it. Like everything's horrible. And you can't stop that. All you can do is cover your eyes. Or pretend it's not happening. Or embrace it, which is worse. Or arguably could be worse. But regardless, it's happened, it's going to happen, or it's already uh, in progress. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's that's the nature of the world that Ligotti has constructed for these tales. But taking that further, um, it, it, the world as a whole. Uh, so yes, it's <laughs> wonderfully uplifting material. Um, yes, great, great for your mood. Um, what it also is is very well written. Um, yes, it's, yeah, it's done in a way that uh, you can see what's likely going to happen. You may have to guess at one or two of the details. Um, but the ending is kind of already written before the story is starts. Right. Um, so you know what you're getting into. The the trick of it is the this is this is a clear case of it's not the destination because the destination's already set. It is the journey. How mm-hmm. do you get from point A to B? How does that change? Not how does it change the characters because they're they're set. And as you mentioned, once the once the players are on the on the stage, it's the the play is already finished, right? 
but for us, the reader, how does it get there? What what are the twists and turns that it takes, and um, how how desperate are the times um, in the lives of, of these of these characters? Yeah, it's very specific. Um, but yes, so that is the frolic. Um, so if anyone says they want to go frolicking, probably don't do that. Well, I mean, just in general, since that is 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 a shockingly outdated term, I should know because I am one for using shockingly outdated terms. Um, if somebody says that they want to go frolicking, regardless of whether they are a a a crazy quasi eldridge empowered uh psychopath you should be leery because only weirdos use words like that this is coming from a weirdo like me so um yes that was in fact the frolic um on to on to the second yes um, one that I, uh, so, so just, just, just a word. I, I read through this. I, I did not, um, it did not, it, it didn't, I'm not saying, uh, I'm, I should say that I, I, um, did enjoy it, but I am a little fuzzier on the detail of this story than I am on, uh, uh that, than I was on, um, the frolic so i will uh will require a tad bit of assistance um parsing this one out for myself as we as we discuss it excellent because this particular story is indeed very ambiguous um it's not ambiguous as to the nature of what happens it's ambiguous to the details which is what yes. makes it harder to parse, as you said. Um, I I also had, <laughs> I've read this a few times, and I'm still no less clear on the ending, or the details are omitted. There's a lot of things that are omitted on purpose, because right. this um, is one of these stories where I mentioned the um, the point of view is not, it's in an and it's an unreliable reliable narrator yes it's unreliable because it's a it's the antagonist of the story um giving you a diary entry of events that take the take over the take the take place over several months um this uh person in particular uh is an artist of potentially multiple professions so at, at at the very least or at the very most a painter we know for sure mm -hmm. potentially a sculpture sculpt sculptor but that is up for debate right in fact i will go as far as to say i think that the sculptor part is not real <laughs> um i think the 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 narrator of this may as well have been John Doe from the Frolic. It's it's not right, um, but it's the same archetype, I guess. Given given a little bit of a gentle twist, right. so uh, this is uh, potentially the diary of a serial killer. 
However, um, said serial killings may not be done by the, may not be perpetrated, I guess, by the author, but right. a shadowy organization, um, a group of like-minded individuals um, who are given unknown goals and unknown organization. We don't know anything about it aside from it's a group. Yes, that, a cabal. A cabal a- that likes to study some something. Yep. We don't know. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably flowers. Probably, it, maybe it, flowers. It, yes. Maybe flower, flower animal hybrids. It's, it's, it's a horticulturist club. Yeah, yeah. That dabbles in arcane philosophies and <laughs> arcane realities. They may actually not even be people. Yeah, yeah. It's as we said. It's very ambiguous. Very tough to parse because the the nature of the narrative is such that it's um it's punched up prose yeah the um it's written to the reader like we're being addressed yes so that makes it even weirder um it's a a a gentleman i'm guessing uh, yes. And he has a fondness for um, flowers, mm-hmm. nature, um, strange cosmologies, um, has the ability to traverse between dimensions, I'm guessing, <laughs> uh, and is in search of a um kindred spirit of yes the, of the lady persuasion uh and and is very specific in his wants and desires while still being ambiguous about them um he's looking for a, a lady friend that will join him in his not not frolics but his appreciation of uh night flowers yeah yes specific night flowers um and specific vistas and a specific mindset that is not elaborated on. He's looking for uh, someone who, well, uh, I guess he could put this in a um, like a want ad in the paper, not want ad, the, the, the personals. Yes. He's looking for a, a, someone of uh, a, a like-minded persuasion to, to uh, go flower gazing um, in the moonlight. Of the seven moons, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, right, right. Something to that effect. Uh, and he has, as uh, as to our knowledge, um, made two attempts. Both failed. Uh, mm-hmm. And because of that failure, has had to have the evidence disposed with, or lest his his him. And his orders secrets be revealed to the nefarious detectives that are hounding him. Right. Uh, so the, as the as the diary entries go, he um, he's he's lamenting the fact that his last um, escapade did not uh, go as planned, but um, there is some solace because he has 
uh, creepily weasels his way into the heart of a, uh, a young florist by the name of Daisy. Mm-hmm. Flower uh, thing. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, gone on a series of dates. Um, they've gone to his creepy apartment. Um, and then eventually they go on a uh, island vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that part was a little bit, okay, it's two months, let's just go on a vacation, when, when clearly the, um, the, the, the woman in question is, like, mildly not comfortable with either him or his, his apartment, <laughs> or multiple combinations of the, the two. Aspects um, of his apartment, there's, there's mention of a sculpture, uh, that could potentially be a cactus, but it's too fuzzy and has teeth. Yep. Teeth on its tongues, multiple tongues. Um, yeah. Um, it we, feels... We, we can't even get there. It's just, like, gonna happen. <laughs> it, it feels... It, it feels like, a, like, um, a take on Pikmin's model. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's it's Pikmin-esque, <laughs> but it's gone in a different way. Right. Um but if Pikmin was was a little less crazy and a little less of a, a, an insufferable douchebag. Um No, this guy feels pretty insufferable. I, yeah, but I think he can hide like, it. I think that's the it, issue. Yeah, that I think that's 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 what I what what I'm getting yeah. at is like, which makes Pikmin it worse. Was, right. This makes it worse because he's he's doing it on purpose. He knows. Well, he's not going to admit that he's weird. Um, he just he potentially is preying on people. Yes, like he's he's not the thing is he's not looking. Well, as far as we can tell, he's not looking to, to for victims. He's not mm-hmm. trying to kill anybody. He wants. A companion, right? But he, he he literally just wants a kindred spirit. It just I, happens that he's involved in some like, right? It seems like what he's wanting them for is probably not a good thing. Or yeah, like it's a bad end for whoever he's meeting, regardless of whether they fulfill the criteria or they don't. If they don't, you just die. If not, the fate is is not it's not. Um, Set. Mm, here, I I have a so again. This is this is all um in it's narrated. So here, this is from the author. The, the author. Um, it's strange how sometimes you're forced to assume an unsympathetic view of yourself through borrowed eyes. Uh, finally, I mixed some drinks and we went on to other things. Um, he knows. Like I said, we he's he's acting in a specific mm-hmm. way and he's downplaying self himself in a specific way um because he knows he's a little strange but it's on purpose so again that just makes it like worse right uh and then here's a here's a another uh very nice call out. Um, I also took this opportunity to reread a story about some men who visit the white waste regions of a polar wonderland. <laughs> I don't expect to <laughs> dream tonight, having already sated myself with this Arctic fantasy. Some kind of 
Dream Quest, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he's constantly cursing the detective, which is great. Actually, it's my favorite bits. Because they're like little asides within the within the text in brackets. It's like, damn that price pig. <laughs> it's right. It just makes him a cackling villain. Um in his own diary story. entries. Yeah. Uh and then there's a so what he's doing is he has a whatever his specific goal is, we don't know, um, as we mentioned. But he has a methodology where he's trying to see if um, the women he's dating are compatible to whatever right. his ends are. And he, he he knows that it's strange or that it's it's not it's it's beyond the pale. And so he they can't outright go like, hey, look at my freaky flowers. <laughs> he has to like ease people into the water, you know, kind of turn it up a little bit. But so he, through some of his paintings or some of his conversations, um, he lets in he lets, slips in little tidbits that are toward what he wants to kind of judge reaction. Mm-hmm. So the, so the first um, the first victim, uh, um, uh, Claire, I think. Uh, was a goth well, like a goth girl mm-hmm. who he was like perfect that's she's gonna be um her mind is that he'll be open to receive like the, whatever it is i'm trying to what i'm whatever it is i'm broadcasting uh right but it turns out that um while her her goth i guess was a phase and she's more into sparkly pretty things than the, the dark moonlit forested night blooming flowers <laughs> right <laughs> the stuff that he's like thought that she should be more interested in but wasn't right and so she he, she, she had to go um and then daisy uh he, he that's his opening gambit was do you like night blooming flowers um and or i think she mentioned it actually and he's like yes per- because perfect. she's a florist yes and he's <laughs> like perfect i've got some night blooming flowers I would like to show you. Um and then of course it takes some months before they, they do um make that visit. Uh but in the interim, um in order to prep her, I guess, for the strange vista, uh he's he's showing some of his artwork. Uh and there's it's all um hmm, because of when this is written in eighty six. Or because of the characters, I can't tell. Uh, the mm-hmm. things that he's talking about don't translate as like weird. Like, yeah, I would have been in trouble. I'm like, yeah, that's a great picture. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he's, the way it's being described doesn't make it horrifying. It's like a Jew, a dryad who had flowers in her hair, but on closer inspection, the flowers were blooming from her skull. I'm like, that sounds cool. Right, exactly. What's the problem? Um, this guy would, uh, if he's still around, he's probably flourishing quite well in the internet era. Um, yeah, <laughs> because the stuff he's showing people is like the tame, normal things. Right. Like here's my yeah, oh yeah here's my reality bending painting. I'm like yeah that's great. What do you got more of yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. What what an eccentric artist. 
the tw- the Twitterverse would say. Yeah. So um, the, the the Daisy uh, like recoils from the flower-headed nymph um, picture. Yes. It's like okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe just like I can't. I'm trying to like imagine the picture, and I even if I think of it in like hyper detail oriented, I'm like that's still cool. What's what's the problem? It's just a nice piece of art, or at least at the very least, it's very well done. Is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, maybe this guy's really bad at like painting, and it's just a like a child's rendition, and she just recoiled because it's like this guy says he's an artist, and he's looks like a three-year-old could have done this so we don't we don't know Um, we're not given that uh clarity to his his artwork so yes maybe we couldn't see his vision that he has for these these paintings um and they they uh uh regardless they the the dating uh, progresses and they eventually go on their island um cruise or whatever yes um it was it was very Island Adventure, yeah, and it was really weird because, like, the rest of the thing it was vague, and I couldn't tell if that really happened or if they were just having drinks on a porch. It sounded like they actually went on vacation. I think yes, they were it, gone it, for like a week or something. Yes, because he specifically says goodbye to his diary. Um, goes on the uh, vacation to Hawaii. You know, it's the eighties, so of course it was to Hawaii. Um, oh, yes. um, and and then uh, as soon as he gets back, he he writes about um, the dismal failure that his, the, the vacation. his vacation was. Yeah, so they're 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 gone for at least two weeks, right? Because the next entry is on November first. Um, again, these are dated um, diary entries. Uh, however, um, during their their Hawaiian vacation. Um, it it was successful in that he showed um, Daisy what he wanted to, I guess. Yes. Or and it's a, a taste of things to come, uh, uh, as as, it, as the saying goes. Um, and they're they're both they both get they're just tipsy on the beach, and um, he he asks her if she would like to see the night blooming. Um, Ceres, Ceres, who knows, this particular crocus, I don't know what this is, flower, <laughs> um, and, uh, they, they wander off into the, the wilds to, to find said, uh, flower, um, but that's not really what happens, he, uh, or they, rather, uh, here, here's the example, we plunge deeper into the dream garden. Faster, faster than the sounds and smell. Oh no! Just the faster and faster the sounds and the smells rushed by us. It was easier than I thought. At some point, with almost no effort at all, I successfully managed our full departure from known geography. They've yes. gone to a dark paradise. Um, yeah. They're out. They've, they've traversed realities, or or gone sideways in our. I don't know. It doesn't. It's something adjacent or. Very yeah. close to where where we are, but not quite right. Um, and the actual uh, flower may have been fine, or whatever he was showing her. Um, but uh, he he 
he has a um an expectation of this and he has mm-hmm. an expectation of from daisy and it's he's played this out in his head already like her reaction everything that he wants to be perfect um he's he's imagining that she her her views align with his um they're both a little bit inebriated so it should even be easier and uh he he finds that she cannot um her mind cannot even in the state uh, cope with where they have traversed to because she right. she she's trembling and she says what's wrong with the stars the sky and yeah. the, the the night um the memory of that night is uh, subsequently uh by her own mind purged um right. she she doesn't recall any significant details um other than it being something that she that made her upset Yes, she he was he was expecting her to be super down with this Cthulhu nonsense, and she was not. Um, the 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 longer and longer, uh, the more and more that I I go over this as we're di- uh, the story as we're discussing it, the more and more it feels like um a lonely <laughs> a lonely elder god cult member who's like oh I'd really like a girlfriend and. But she has to be into the same things that I'm into with Eldridge abominations and nightmare hellscapes. So, I mean, that, that's, that's literally like that. what this is. Because we find <laughs> out that he's not the one physically hurting anybody. Right. You know, he has his uh, cult buddies, they do it for him. Right. Or rather, they're basically saying that we need to get rid of the people that you keep bringing, trying to bring into our club. And we tell right. we told we told you it's not going to work out. They're not going to like the things, and um, they're gonna they're gonna tattle. And we can't have that. You know, our flower club is very exclusive, and the police are not allowed in. They're not on the uh, members sheet. Right. Um. So, uh. He okay. Uh, the next quote is this is great actually. Um, so this is the the, the next entry after him lamenting. It's just it's just it's really it's just more lamenting. But uh, stars of disaster, earthly, not unearthly asters are what Day's heart craves. <laughs> she mm. is too much a lover of natural flora to be anything else. I know this now. I showed her the painting and even imagined she was excited about seeing it. But I think she was just waiting to see what kind of fool I would make of myself. Yes. Um, and then he, he shows her this picture of, um, it's a studio, an apartment, not unlike his own. Um, but the Vista Beyond is uh, wondrous colors and sights that are, um, nevertheless, I left them purposefully dimmed a little bit um, through the glass um, of, of, in, in the painting. And, yeah. Uh, not to frighten anybody, just to kind of show that, um, just to invoke uh, like a little bit of memory of what mm-hmm. she had seen um, in our, on our little vacation. But right. uh, she was not having it. <laughs> so, yep. so she 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 broke up with him. Yeah. This this could be us, but you love Cthulhu too much. Um, is is exactly <laughs> what yeah. what happens in that in that scene. Um. Yep. And then, and and uh, uh, what is it? Much to what? Much to my uh, my 
slight surprise. Uh, November sixteenth, my birthday rolls around, and that's when the that's when the the Eldritch Flower Club holds an emergency meeting and says, "Hey, man, come on again with this. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta clean this up, and and you really need to stop doing doing this." You really need to you need to you need need to accept the fact that 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 girls just aren't into your weird our weird flower other world nonsense. Yeah. And then of course it ends with a uh this is a, it's not the last entry but it's very close to it. Um so he consents to them um taking care of the problem cleaning up the mess yes. he's um, made and uh it, it ends with this which is the part that i didn't understand but i think it makes a little bit more sense so i've never again i'll never again get involved in another situation of this kind i promise myself even though i've made this resolution before I stared at the lazy, uh, the razory dentist of my furry sculpture for a perilously, perilously long while. What that poor girl saw as a tongue-like flo- saw as tongue-like floral appendages were silent. The preservation of such silence, of course, is their whole purpose. I remember that Daisy once jokingly asked me on what I modeled my art. So this is the Pickman's model scene. Yes. Um, but so to me it seems like these this flower thing um, is what they use to get rid of people yep Uh, the the final entry or the closest to the final entry is um to Eden with me it was a poem. To Eden with me you will not leave. To live in a cottage of crazy crooked eaves. In your own happy home you take care of these nights. When you let your little cat in, please turn on the lights. Something scurries behind and finds a cozy place to stare. Something sent to you from paradise with serpents to spare. Tongues flowering, they leap out laughing, laughing, disappear. I do this to pass the hours, only to pass the hours. Um is what the, his own words are. And then at midnight, flowers. Yes. So this thing blooms and murders people, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, the imagery it evokes is horrendous, so I can only imagine they're like putting it on someone's face, or I don't know what its intention is uh, but it stops them yes and it should be noted that the first entry uh the first diary entry is on april 17th and reads uh flowers sent out in the early a.m so yeah so that means he sent or um maybe it's not him but uh the the group send these things which I guess are night blooming things that do their work. Yes. So 
what originally I had misread this what misread this as was the the members of his club were these flower things. Mm-hmm. But what this reads to me now, upon slightly more um, introspection, is that the the club are I think they're just regular people that mm-hmm. happened yes. that happened upon a way or not even a way, but just somehow to get to this secluded garden yes or this other world maybe it's a whole world full of wacky plants um they found all manner of uh flowers and some are more suited to nefarious ends um and to protect their um sanctuary they they potted some of these plants in our world and used them to tie up loose ends that's what this right i think that's what is happening probably yes or or you know they it could it could be even more explicitly lovecraft and and that these are um uh, there, there is an undisclosed elder god uh, that has 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 uh, uh, may, uh, become their benefactor, shown them the wild, crazy vistas of the outer realms, and um, uh, desperately wants its keep uh, its secret kept. Um, you know, but from what's presented here, it seems more of 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 the group dynamic. Um, there is an interesting aspect to it uh, where uh, the the uh, author uh, is is fully aware that all the other members are aware of what's been going on, um, and uh, and really only called the meeting once it became clear that his efforts to to pursue this relationship had completely fallen through and was now a threat to the the group. Yeah, I believe he says they they don't keep secrets from each other. Right. And some of them were cheering him on and most of them were like, hey, you're you're you we're laughing at your love life. It's not gonna work. And now right. we gotta send out death flowers. Yep. Yeah. So again, um, this is hmm. Sli- I can't say that this is any. There's no sense of happiness in in this tale either, because for one, the the, the antagonist is not happy. His ending does not work out as he planned. Um, he still pines for a lover. Um, it definitely didn't work out for the two ladies. Uh, or the detective. He didn't find right. the killer. Um, and then this, uh, this always happens. I can say it brings to mind a very specific tale, and then I do not remember the name of that. <laughs> um, oh, it, uh, dang it. Um, the, the, the detective, detective. Uh, again, I'll probably. It'll arrive in my mind shortly when I don't need it. <laughs> There's a, a Japanese manga which also was adapted into a. Um, well, I'll do that. I have IMDb. Um, it's a manga adapted into a. Uh, I, I think it's at least one movie 
Um, and it is about a serial killer who plants um, flowers in the brains of his victims. But the hmm. imagery um, uh, is similar to what I am I was thinking of when I was reading this, and I my my brain supplied me with the proper name before I had to look it up. So it's MPD Psycho. Uh, I'll actually okay. <laughs> also rec- I would I would recommend that because it um it is similar in tone uh, mm-hmm. to this, and the film itself is directed by um uh, Takeshi Miike, so you know going into it that it's going to be a ride. Um, but what what I did enjoy about the film and what kind of ties in with this is um or I guess Ligotti's work is that uh Miike whose uh, V cinema work is, is not only prolific, but um, just gained some notoriety over the years for his ridiculous use of violence in films like Audition, Visitor Q, yes. um, uh, Itchy the Killer. Uh, when he adapted MPD Psycho, he, as a protest, I guess, um, to the censorship um, bureau, uh, purposely left or put in mosaic censoring in his own movie. Like the only one time he's going to do it is for, is for, is for <laughs> this one. Yeah. So like watching it, it's frustrating, but then you realize why it's being done. So what it does is um, it obscures the violence in favor of letting the narrative do the talking. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, but again, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's about a detective who has multiple personalities. Um, and, uh, he, oh, some of them are better at solving the particular stuff he's dealing with, but <laughs> he, like, I don't think, I don't remember it being a conscious decision of his to invoke them. Right. Um, and again, he's dealing with a person murdering people by, by planting seeds in their heads. Or I think they get murdered and use their heads as like potting planters. Plant planters, yeah. It's very <laughs> um, the, the the movie's less worth watching than reading the manga because it's, it's much longer. Okay, than can, than can fit into one um, movie, but it's uh, it's very good. Anyway, it's mildly uh, related to um, the viewers. But yes, so that will right. be the the first <laughs> two of many. Um, we will cover, uh, and as a, basically a preview for, for warned is forearmed. Um, next episode, we will be covering the two stories, Alice's last adventure and mm-hmm. Dream of a mannequin. <laughs> and I'm sure they'll <laughs> both be incredibly happy and joyous and our listeners will not have to worry about, uh, feeling bad whatsoever yeah I don't, um, I'm, look i'm uplifted i want to learn about night blooming flowers yep I'm super interested you're not now. you're not doing yourselves any favor dave you just you talked about it and you talked about the conspiracy against humanity oh yeah <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> well i'll also be talking about that a little bit more too um, yes yes you'll be talking about it a lot yeah so yeah, everyone, I'm a happy guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, just a joy to be around. Um, 
that's enough. That's enough uh, self-aggrandizement um, for <laughs> for a lifetime. But you'll, you'll probably you probably end up hearing more. <laughs> uh, also, also, audience, Dave is 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 a super happy guy, and he's into lifting weights right now. So there is zero to worry about. No one should be concerned whatsoever. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry <laughs> about the man behind the curtain. Uh, um, yes, so that is half, not quite, not quite half to quarter of the first section, Dreams for Sleepwalkers, um, out of the Songs of a Dead Dreamer um, anthology. There's three full parts to it. Um, as soon as we cover the the next episode, the, the following one will be a, a short trilogy of tales that um, that all though that these will begin to relate to each other a little more. Um, yes, as there was less in these first two, we'll see some re- reoccurring characters, um, I believe. But yes, I think that wraps us up for this episode. I hope you enjoyed all of the humor we've attempted to inject into these dour subject matters yes um and we also highly recommend if you have interest to read along with us i believe uh on amazon the paperback is priced at uh 12.99 plus shipping and handling obviously but if you have a tablet and the uh tablet kindle And the uh, Kindle app, uh, you can buy it for uh, $7.99 and download it and and read it, which is how I I I'm reading it. I believe you're reading it the same way. Yeah, I'm just reading reading the the, the digital Kindle version. Uh, I will continue that trend with um, promoting final book if i can where did it go (laughs) the conspiracy against human race it is um if you have the luxury of having uh, amazon prime it is a free prime book so oh really would have paid for it with your prime subscription uh and you (laughs) at your risk and leisure uh, may follow along with us i will be trying to cover a chapter um per uh the one of these side episodes that we do we'll see how that we'll see how that goes because i (laughs) that means i have to um i'm not that's not even a torture i just get to listen to that guy's voice again Uh, (laughs) i will sonnet myself with the the chapters um and uh, attempt to break them down and discuss them a little bit more at depth if my powers of deduction and comprehension are up to snuff. We'll see. <laughs> we'll find out how it goes. So that wraps us up for this episode. Leonard, Leonard, where can folks find you on the dark uh, web? I mean, the uh, wide web. Yeah, no dark with me. Well, you know, other than the existential dread that I exist in nearly every waking moment um people can find me uh on twitter at dr faust is dead uh people can also find me on youtube by searching dr faust is dead 
I am currently working on a uh, just finishing up the script for a new old video project uh, that will hopefully be done uh, uh, faster than six months from now. Um, but no promises. Uh, uh, no, this is actually a promise. It will not take six months for my next video to come out. Um, and Dave, where can people find you on the bright web? Yes, you can find me on my very uplifting Twitter uh, at sentinel underscore plus. Those will all, of course, be in the notes. Uh, and Cameron, our erstwhile co-host, who is far too sleepy to join us in this um, debilitating realm of depression. <laughs> he's, yep. too, he's too busy battling spiders that live in his, his clothes. Um, yep. <laughs> Big spider. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, at uh, on Twitter as well at night underscore twitten, and that's night without a K. And that's us signing off this episode. Mm, bye, bye, folks. Bye, everyone. Pleasant dead dreams. <laughs> <laughs>